Tonight, uh, I want to talk about being called to the fire because the call contains the fire. It's the call of God that really contains the fire. When God called me to salvation, he ignited a fire in me that has never gone out. Hallelujah. The call has the fire. Glory be to Jesus. I remember sharing with all, I went, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was 16 years old, and I went and I told all my teachers, they thought I was crazy, but I told all my teachers, I remember talking to my, my English teacher, and I said, you know, Jesus loves you, and you need to be saved. And, and she said, okay, that's all right, Brown. <laughs> Sit down in the second row now. <laughs> I told anybody that will listen that Jesus loved them, had a plan for them. Nobody told me to do this. I didn't have a youth group at church that said, you need to go share your faith, or I didn't have anybody telling me anything. I just had this unction from the Holy Spirit that somebody needed to know about the Jesus that I had met. And so I just start telling everybody I could find, you know, Jesus loves you. Jesus got a plan for you. You know, Jesus really, he died on the cross for you and he rose again on the third day, you know, and he did that just because he loves you. I have never grown tired of telling the story of Jesus and his love. When God initiates relationship with us and he calls us to himself, that's where the fire begins. And from that place of building that relationship, he continues to cause that fire to erupt and to grow in our hearts. So I hear over the years, I've heard people talk about burnout. I don't understand it. Uh, I'm sure there must be such a thing. But I don't understand burnout because how can you get burnout thinking about Jesus? Hallelujah. He's my everything. I think maybe we could get burnout if he becomes, you need Jesus and something else. But as long as Jesus is the center, I don't think there's opportunity for burnout because the fire of God just continues to inflame your heart and it gets all in your organs and it gets in your bones and gets in the sinew and the, everything just gets so filled up with the glory of God that it causes you to get up when you're not feeling good and causes you to stand when you want to sit down and causes you to walk when you don't want to and causes you to run sometime. Hallelujah. Amen. The call is the unction. If we stay with the call, the initial call to salvation, and then the call to follow him in ministry and service, if you stay with the call, you will always have fire in your bones, fire in your life, fire in your ministry. You will have fire, fire, fire. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah chapter 1. You know, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 11 that the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Hallelujah. He doesn't change his mind. I want you to know that God has not changed his mind. He still wants to use you. 
that passion that is inside of you, that vision that he gave you, uh, that unction, hallelujah. When God calls you, there's an unction of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you that propels you into the purpose that God has. And he created each one of us on purpose for a purpose that was in his mind. And when we walk with him in obedience, that unction will call us to be faithfully obedient uh, in the same direction for a long time so that he will unfold his plan in our lives. Hallelujah. Has anyone met Jesus? Has anyone met Jesus? Then you got fire in your bones. You got fire in your soul. You've got fire in your life. Stay busy for Jesus. Keep worshiping him. Keep calling on his name. Keep glorifying him because that fire would never go out because you're the apple of his eye. You're his child and he's watching you. You're under his watchful care. Hallelujah. The fire won't go out when we know that it's connected to the call. Amen. You know, Pastor Colin, I really appreciate your message so much this afternoon. I tell you, I'm looking, I wanted part two tonight. I was like, man, get part two tonight. Uh, I'm excited about that, that new covenant because that's what Jesus has done for us, y'all. Amen. And I was, I was thinking about that and how he was sharing how we try to justify ourselves uh, and, 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 and justify our own righteousness. Uh, I think sometime when I was look, thinking about the passage from Luke chapter 10 when Jesus uh, sent the disciples out uh, and, and they encountered people who were sick and demon-possessed and, and they came back with the good report and told Jesus, you know, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And they were rejoicing. He said, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And over the years, I heard talk to people and ministered to them. And, and they say, you know, I, I can't get out on the edge of really getting involved in that spiritual stuff sometimes that they do in the kingdom and in the church because I don't feel like I'm, I'm righteous enough. You know, if I try to start ministering to people and, and I, I have some sin or something that I've done, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not holy enough. Or, and and I, I thought about that, Pastor Colin, when you were sharing. And so many people people back away from the full expression of God's kingdom in their life because they are fearful that their holiness won't be enough to sustain it. I think God can sustain his word. He watches over his word to perform it. So it's about God watching over his word to perform his word, not your word. Amen. So as long as we remember that it's his word and not ours and we're just stewards of the manifold wisdom and graces of God, we're only stewards. He's the owner of the house. And if we stay in that place of stewardship, then we will step out and be what God has called us to be. If you take the supernatural out of the church, it's not the church that Jesus is building. And the most supernatural thing that can happen to anybody is they meet Jesus. They meet the fire. Because when they meet Jesus, their lives are forever radically transformed and will never be the same again. Hallelujah. So I believe in miracles. How about you? <laughs> the greatest miracle is a life 
that has been transformed, that was broken by rebellion, broken by drugs, broken by all the stuff of this world that seduces us into a place of losing our identity and we operate under a false anointing or a false unction that comes from our own pride and our own arrogance and we need to have the Holy Spirit because when the Holy Spirit comes, he empowers us to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. We're just talking about the call tonight. Amen? Amen. The, the call contains the fire. In Jeremiah chapter 1, uh, the words of, of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests, and it goes on and talks about how through several regimes in Egypt that he prophesied, that was his portion. Say his portion. See, God gives you a portion that you need to stay within your own portion. Hello? Because when God gives you a portion, he makes sure that your portion stays full. But when you start trying to get a portion off of somebody else's plate, you're going to get in trouble. Amen. And so you stay with the portion that God has given to you. So God gave a portion to Jeremiah that he didn't give to you, that he didn't give to me. But that portion caused Jeremiah to be fired up. And he could not resist even when he was having a difficult time and going through darkness and, and going through all kinds of trials. He couldn't help but speak that word that was inside of him because he was walking in the portion and the amount of measure of rule and authority God gave him in the spirit. Hello. If we stay within our measure, then we will find the fire, the passion to be able to fulfill what God says. It goes on in verse number four, it says, The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them for the Lord, be not, not afraid of them for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Amen. Some of the rescuing we need is we need to be rescued from our own selves. Hello. We need to be rescued. Amen. We need to be saved. Amen. Salvation has come to us. But he says, if you stay with the call that I place on your life, I'll teach you how to speak. I'll teach you how to go. I'll teach you where to go. And I will back up those words and confirm them with my power. I think many times we just start moving and we didn't hear from God. It is the word of God. The word of the Lord came to me. Has the word of the Lord come to you to do what you're doing? Or did we just get promoted through some structure or through some organization? When the word of the Lord comes to you, hallelujah, and he speaks into your heart, then you are forever changed. You get messed up. Hey, because you can't help yourself. You can't help but do what the Lord has called you to do. I remember when I first started working on Skid Row at the, with the homeless and the addicted before coming to Teen Challenge 22 years ago. And uh, 
I had my wife and I had been working and ministering where we were living up in the uh, north of central California, working with folks on the street and bringing them to our local church um, and ministering to them the gospel. And then the Lord called me to go to Los Angeles to work at the, on Skid Row with the Los Angeles Mission. I was there for eight years. But I remember the first time that I went, I'd never seen Skid Row. I grew up in the South. I didn't grow up in California. The military brought me here. I met my lovely wife here. Hallelujah. 36 years ago. Amen. The best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> and um, I remember the first time I went down there, and I was, we were going down Fifth Street. I think it's Fifth and... I don't know, Wall or Pico, one of those streets down there. And um, I saw people warming their hands. By on, there was a fire and a drum, and they were warming their hands. And I just began to weep uncontrollably. I said, what am I seeing? I've never seen anything like that before. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm calling you here. I said, yes, Lord. And he said, I want you to minister among the least and the lost for the rest of your days. I said, Lord, I'll do it. <laughs> My wife was at home in the, in the Monterey area. I said, well, you're going to have to speak to her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because she kissed me at the door and said, I can't wait to hear the report when you get back of what you find down there. <laughs> and this was back before the cell phone days, so it was like there were no phone calls between. I was only there for a couple of days, and I came back, and I went in the house. And, and so she said, how was it? How was it? Tell me, what did you see? What did you see? And I said, honey, you got to sit down. You got to sit down. She said, we're moving, aren't we? <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> she said, the Lord spoke to me while you were gone. I already got some boxes in the room. <laughs> Hallelujah. God can speak to your wife. Hallelujah. And so we packed up our two little girls and we moved to Skid Row. <laughs> and it has been the most joyful time to see people come out of those boxes, get saved, get filled with the Holy Spirit and move in the purpose and destiny. And all these years later, to be working with Teen Challenge has been and continues to be the greatest delight of my life around the world. When God calls you, his call will stabilize you through all the turbulence of life. His call will strengthen you in the moments when you're weak. His call will satisfy you when you think there's something else you need, his call will steady you in the midst of the storm. His call will bring fire to your life and cause you to burn brightly with the glory of Almighty God. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord, that every demonic mountain and assignment will be brought down is by the Spirit of God. It's by the Spirit of God. So he said, Jeremiah, I'll be with you. You just go and say what I tell you to say. Hallelujah. The call contains the fire. In Acts chapter 13, 
Starting with verse 1, it says, Now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping and ministering to the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them out. The word of the Lord came to them. When the word of the Lord comes to you, it separates you into the plan and destiny that God has. You can have a lot of plans to do a lot of things, and they could be really good things. But what the Holy Spirit will do when we take time to minister to the Lord, what does it mean to minister to the Lord? It means that you take time to fast and to pray. We don't do a whole lot of that anymore. And you pray through and you wait until you get an unction from the Holy Spirit. There's a prophetic call that will come, uh, that will come, uh, that the Lord will speak over your life. When we wait in his presence for him to speak, then we will have sureness of steps because we will know that we're following the Lord. Oh, there's been a lot of things that have been happening in the body of Christ that have brought many of the things of the Spirit into ill repute. But I want you to know that he's the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever, and he changes not. He has not changed. Because someone decided to go excess in some doctrine does not mean that Jesus has changed his mind about how he wants to lead his church. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let Jesus lead your life. You can't find the call of God in a committee. Well, if it's a praying committee, maybe. <laughs> Hallelujah. If we get into committee meetings and we just try to decide through some committee uh, with a vote, hands up or down, whether we're supposed to go into this endeavor or that endeavor, and we have not gotten a word from God, you might hit or miss. But if you hear from God, then you will hit the target every time. How many of you want to hit the target? <laughs> Amen. I want to obey God. I want to fulfill what he has for my life. So we have to take time in his presence to wait on him. Those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength because they'll get fired up every day. Hallelujah. And they'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Why? Because they waited for the word. They waited for the fire. They waited for the unction. They waited for the call. And so when they stepped out, the Holy Spirit was the wind at their back that pushed them. He was the wind in the front that propelled them. He was the glory all around them that shielded them so that they could fulfill his plan. Hallelujah. And so while they were ministering to the Lord, he spoke probably through some, there were some prophets there, made it very clear, so probably through a prophetic utterance. Separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for this work. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit still does stuff like that. Do you believe this? Hallelujah. I know we're from different persuasions, amen, but we're all in the body of Christ, and I want you to know that this is the word of God. Amen. So if you wait, let the Holy Spirit lead you. When he guides and directs, and, and, and that's really been my life story, is I just wait until I hear from God. Amen. 
when you hear from God, then you know that you know that you know, you know, down in your knower that you know that this is what God wants done. Amen. And then you can go and you can go with sureness and know that God will lead and guide and he will cause his will, his purpose, his plan to come about. That's what happened to Jeremiah. That's how he stayed fired up. See, when you hear the word of the Lord, when it comes, it has to be mixed with faith. Someone say mixed with faith. Faith comes, the apostle Paul said in, in Romans chapter 10, through the word of God. He started out in verse number 16. He says, not all the Israelites accepted the good news when he was talking about who has believed our report. Remember that from Isaiah 53? Who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Jesus is the arm of the Lord, amen? And so the report was that the Messiah is coming to take away our sin, our grief, our sickness, and our sorrow. He's coming to pay the penalty for our redemption, hallelujah. This is the report, it says, not all of them believed. I have a feeling that sometimes not all of us have believed. Amen. You don't have to shout on that one. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, not all of them believe that report. And he goes on in verse 17 and says, but faith comes by hearing the message. And the message is heard, hallelujah, through the teaching of Christ. Hallelujah. So the message is all about Jesus. It's not about building your church or building your ministry or building your reputation or building your name. It's all about making Jesus famous. It's about receiving the arm of the Lord and going forth to establish Jesus and his testimony in the earth. That's what we're called to do. It's very, very simple to me. Hallelujah. I had a man ask me one time, and he was a fellow pastor. He said, why do you talk about Jesus so much? I was like, excuse me? He said, somebody come up and just squeeze you a little bit. Jesus is going to come out. He said, can't you talk about anything else? I said, is there anything else worth talking about? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you believe his report... Isaiah's report about the arm of the Lord who would be revealed, who is Jesus Christ the Messiah. If you believe that report, then nothing should come out of you but Jesus anytime somebody squeezes you. Our opinion can't save anybody. We can have dueling opinions all day long about everything that's going on in the culture. What do you think about this issue? What do you think about this issue? Look, there will be another issue tomorrow. There's always the issue du jour, the issue of the day. And so if all we talk about is issues and we don't get to the one who can take care of the issues, then all we would do is go in a circular fashion and we won't see no glory, we won't see any fire, and we won't see Jesus made famous. We want to lift up Jesus and glorify him and magnify him and make him known here, near, and far. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Jesus is the solution for the drug epidemic. Jesus is the solution for crime. Jesus is the solution for the economy. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Acting like a Pentecostal preacher now. <laughs> well, amen. <laughs> Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the answer. And if we dig into his word and we talk about him long enough, we're going to come up with some solutions on what to do. Because we're going to sit and we're going to minister to him uh, just like they were doing here in the church in Antioch. And we're going to minister to the Lord and we're going to wait in his presence until he gives us anointed strategies and plans that come from glory out of the mouth of Jesus. Out of the mouth of Jesus. I said out of the mouth of Jesus. Out of the mouth of Jesus. Out of the mouth of Jesus. Because the last time I checked, he's still the head of the church and your mouth is in your head. And so the head speaks glory to God and so if we wait in his presence he'll tell us how to move out and how to make a difference and how to be effective in the place that he's called us to serve and we don't sit and wring our hands and wonder why the police ain't coming and wring our hands and wonder why the government is not giving us more donations and checks to pay for the needs of the community he will give us anointed strategies on how to stay in our lane to stay in our portion and make the difference that he's called us to be because we will just be fired up for Jesus and we will stay there and just burn for Jesus hallelujah and so when somebody comes along well, well you ought to be doing this that's a great idea brother you should really do that because I'm staying in the portion that Jesus gave me one of the things that makes us effective is, is we try to do too many things he said, Jeremiah, this is your portion. You're going to build, you're going to pluck up, and you're going to tear down. This is what you're going to end up. You're going to be over certain nations. This is what I called you to do, Jeremiah. And if you stay here, you will always have fire, whether they are beating you or, or, or hanging you upside down in a well. Whatever they are doing to you, Jeremiah, my fire will always be on you. If you take the words that I speak and you speak those words, don't add to them, don't take away from them. You will always have fire in your bones, in your soul, in your life, and everything that you do will have the mark of eternity and the mark of glory on it. I often say, if you don't have a vision for your life, wait about five minutes. Somebody will come and give you ten. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the reason we go chasing after so many things is because we have not been ministering to the Lord. We have not been waiting in his presence and allowing him to direct us. Go here. Go there. No, don't go there. Sit here. Stay here. Stand over there. No, no, don't go there. Sit here. No, don't connect with those folks. Go here now. Uh, hey! You know that he'll be that specific with you. We have to spend time developing that relationship, but we have to learn how to listen and hear. Those who have ears to hear, we need to hear what the Spirit is saying. If there was ever a time and hour and season that we need to hear what Jesus is saying, it is now. Because everyone will give you all kinds of things to do. And they're good things. They're not evil things. But if you get out of your portion, then God can't confirm it because he didn't tell you to do that. Hello? I won't say he can't. God can do anything he wants. But, but if you stay in your place, <laughs> I tell you, you have a whole lot more peace. You won't have to be, Lord, come over here and bless this. Because you know it's already blessed because he spoke it. God doesn't speak anything that's, that's not blessed. Amen? 
That's why he tells us to bless and to do not curse. And I think sometimes when we speak our words and try to add them into God's words, then we get into something that's less than the blessing. And when we get into something less than the blessing, then we will not be able to see the glory of God. Are you with me tonight? And so Jeremiah obeyed. He stayed with the Lord, so he stayed fired up. I want you to know that God wants to do the same with you. Say, God wants the same for me. Amen. Because if we ever needed unction, we need the unction of the Holy Spirit now. Brothers and sisters, we need the Lord. Hallelujah. God has given you a word for what you're doing. If you've received that word, stay with it. Don't move. Unless he gives you a word that says move. <laughs> if he gives you a word that says move, then move. Because there were times in the Bible that he did that. See, Solomon didn't know how to be wise until God put wisdom in him. Abraham didn't know how to be faithful until God put faithfulness in him. Joshua didn't know how to conquer Canaan and be a mighty warrior until God came and said, be courageous and be strong. And he spoke the unction into him. Joshua, be courageous. Joshua, be strong. Get up. You've been sitting down. Some folks, he might need to say, sit down. You've been standing up too long. <laughs> Amen. He said, Joshua, get up and take these people and lead them into the, the land of promise. He put courage and valor on Gideon. Gideon hiding out on the threshing floor. Hell, mighty man of valor. Oh, Lord, you talking to me or someone else? When God's word and call comes, there's an unction and a wisdom and a grace that comes upon our lives so that we can see the glory of God. He put music and songs in David's heart, hallelujah, anointed him to become king and to be a mighty warrior. It was an unction and an anointing that came from the Lord. Can somebody say amen? amen. I want you to know that God has not given out of unction. He has not given out of anointing and he has not stopped speaking. Hello? We got the 66 books of Revelation, so I'm not talking about he's going to speak Bible. That's the canon is complete, okay? But he will take parts of this word, and he will turn it into rhema and speak it into our lives at a specific moment and send us off on mission for him. Hallelujah. So our... Vision and our passion should never be stale. Why? Because when we begin to worship God and we're meditating in his word day and night, like he told Joshua, don't let this book of the law depart from you. Meditate in it day and night and I'll make you prosperous and I'll give you good success. When we stay meditating in the word and waiting on God, then God will bring up his direction. He will bring up his word of authority and he will send us forth to do his will. So don't get weary with spending time with Jesus. I really believe that there's a refreshing that God is bringing back to the body that we're going to spend more time in his presence. We jump in and jump out too quick, y'all. We jump in, sing a couple of songs, then jump right out. No, no, you, we need to jump in and just stay in the presence of the Lord for a long time. Amen. And one of the things that we used to do in Teen Challenge Southern California years ago is they had what they call the praise in, where they would meet at churches and different locations, and, and they would just worship the Lord. 
And people would bring friends that were using drugs or have problems. And all they did was just play songs and just worship the Lord. And they would come to the praise end. And from that place, people would get saved. They would get delivered. They would get set free in the praise ends. And it was part of the outreach of Teen Challenge. And I told my team recently, I said, we're going to start doing praise ends again. And uh, we already have a church that has committed to us that said, hey, you guys can come and use our church and have your first praise in. So we're going to be kicking off praise ends in a little while. Hallelujah. <laughs> Where we just come together in the presence of the Lord and we'll advertise it on social media and say, hey, we're going to be over at this church. We're just praising the Lord. Anybody that want to come, just come on and praise. And if you got somebody that's struggling with drugs or uh, alcohol or uh, any kind of issue in their life, just come and let's just praise the Lord together. And in those praise-ins, we're going to hear from God, separate unto me, glory to God. I'm going to deliver you and set you free and put you on a path of righteousness for my name's sake. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm almost done, y'all. I won't be up here all day. <laughs> now, all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, Amen. To the glory of God through us. Verse 21. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Paul was writing to the church in Corinth and he says, remember, all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are Yes and amen. In other words, they're true and they're trustworthy. Do you believe that? God's word is true and trustworthy. You can trust him. Hallelujah. And this is for the glory of God. Amen. And he wants to establish us. The word establish means to strengthen us. Hallelujah. To bring us to a place that we are able to be secure and strengthened and to be proven. And we are able to build what God has called us to build. How many of you want to be established tonight? Amen. Say, so Lord, I don't want to be moving with every wind, but I want to be established. I want to be strengthened and solid and strong in what you've called me to do at my church or at my ministry that you have given me stewardship of. Then he says, all the promises in Christ Jesus are yes and they are amen. In other words, get back to the book and start rehearsing the promises of God. Because there's a lot of stuff that you see through your eyes that don't look like the promises of God. And that's why you have to read the word because his word is living, is powerful, is sharper than a two-edged sword. It is spirit. Jesus said the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And so when we get into the word of God, then we will have stability and strengthen and we will be established in the work that God has called us. And we won't be comparing ourselves to others, but we will stay steady and strong and we will keep moving. Moving, following the lamb, following the lamb, following the lamb, following the lamb, following the lamb. And, and not counting our success, but counting on Jesus. Amen. I think we get into trouble when we start trying to count our success. I think David tried to do that with numbering the children of Israel one time. Stop trying to count your success, but just trust God. Trust his promises. He will never fail. He will never fail you. He's able. He's able. Jesus is able. Jesus is able. Hallelujah. 
That word able means anointed. It means strengthened. It means ability. Jesus got the ability to bring forth what he has said and called you to do because his promises are yes and they are amen. And he has anointed us, the Apostle Paul says. That means he's given us an unction. He's given us the spirit of God, hallelujah, that has given us the power and the dunamis of God to stand. And then God has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. In other words, everything goes back to the relationship I have with Jesus. When we're born again, he gives us an earnest of his spirit, hallelujah, so that we will know that we belong to him. Amen. You know, so a lot, a lot of times we, we, we shout and talk about what the Holy Spirit would do, and sometimes we get into excess with that. But Paul said, look, it goes back to this earnestness that he's given to every person that's born again. We have a deposit and an earnest of the Holy Spirit in us that gives us assurance that we belong to God, that we belong to the Father, that we're on the right team, that we're moving in the right direction, that we're doing the right thing because we have that unction. Hallelujah. We have that deposit of his glory in us because we've been born again, not of, of, of the flesh, but of the Spirit of God. And we know that our lives have been born from over there. I might be living here on the earth, but I've been born from over there. Hallelujah. I have a new name written in glory. I have a new name written in the heavens. And so I can stand. And after having done all, keep on standing. I can run through a troop. I can leap over a wall. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I got this earnest in my soul. Hallelujah. Amazing grace. I've been found. I'm not lost anymore. Hey glory to God and from that place no matter what is going on around I stepped out and tried to plan it didn't quite work out well I still got Jesus amen and he said in Jeremiah 29 11 I got some other plans and other thoughts for you amen so let's get going Ain't no sin. don't sit here and cry over spill coffee amen <laughs> hallelujah I have plans for you, says the Lord. Well, Lord, I stepped out. That one didn't work out. Okay, well, I got one over here. Come on. Hey, glory to God. We sit there and we attempt one thing. It doesn't work out. And then we say, well, God moved away and left us and he abandoned me. And I've been trying, been trying to pray through. And ain't not, well, he done, he's finished with that thought and he's got another thought. That's why we need to stay in his presence. That's why we need to minister to the Lord. Because God's got other thoughts. Hey! He doesn't just have one thought. He's got a whole bunch of thoughts. Amen. So if that thought didn't work out, some, plans, some translations say thoughts, some translations say plans, but God thinks that it is a plan. Hello? Because if God thinks it, it's done. Amen. See, we, we look at thoughts as just these ethereal things floating in the air. When God has a thought, it's concrete. Glory to God. Amen. He just had a thought for you, and it brought about something concrete. I'm, I'm closing, folks. Amen. <laughs> Revelation 17, 14. I'll close with this passage. The Apostle John in the Revelation was painting this picture of the great war with the beast and all those demonic forces that come in against 
the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in verse number 14 of the Revelation chapter 17, he says, they will wage war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will triumph over them because he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And with him will be his called, chosen, and faithful followers on fire in their bones. Amen. We're the called, chosen, faithful followers of the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? He sure loves you a whole bunch. The way I like to close tonight, if we could just take a few minutes out, I'd like for you to stand and, and maybe right around you and get, get in groups of maybe about four or five. And I want you to pray for each other. I don't know if the Lord will give a prophetic utterance or a word of encouragement through you, but you got some fire and we want to see that fire activated in you tonight. How many of you love Jesus? You've been born again. You have an earnest of the Holy Ghost in you. And so I want us to pray for one another in small groups and see what the Holy Spirit will speak to you for your brother or for your sister. Father, thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you that as we minister to you, you give us the ability to minister to one another. So Holy Spirit, come and we thank you that the call contains your fire. In Jesus' name, amen.